please welcome to the Apple Store, Covent Garden in London, for tonight's Meet the Actor, our host, Chris Hewitt. Hello, everyone. How are we all? Uh, Natalie Dormer is one of Britain's best and brightest actresses. Her next film is The Forest. It's an intense and creepy horror film. It's out on February 26th. Before we meet Natalie, let's take a look at the trailer. My sister, Jess, and I, we're identical twins. When something happens to one of us, the other one can tell. It's hard to explain, but she's in trouble and she needs me. Your sister went into Akigahara Forest. It's where lost people go to find a way out. I'm coming, Jess. I'm looking for my sister. I want to hire a guide. No guide. Forest is very dangerous. Spirits cannot rest there. They come back. Angry. I can't let you go in by yourself. I have clearance to go in with the guard. I could ask if you could come. The forest is very dangerous. Do not leave the path. Oh my god, that's her tent. Yes! Yes! You cannot stay after dark. I'm not leaving without my sister. Paranoid. Not real. Please welcome Natalie Dormer. Well, well, Natalie, this looks like uh, the sort of movie that would be a lot of fun to make. As in, you were probably running around a lot, screaming a lot, very intense days. Was it very hard for you to make? Yeah, it was very liberating for all the reasons that you say to really roll around and quite literally get dirty. <laughs> Screaming, blood, creepy crawlies, <laughs> night shoe, every actor's dream. <laughs> uh, what was the attraction of, of the movie for you? Uh, I was really attracted to the script because I loved this, um, this original premise that David S. Goya had, that there would be a place where your own inner demons would manifest themselves, because we all have baggage and we all have repressed regrets in history. And uh, it seemed, I mean, I'm sure you, um, I'm sure you don't, Chris. Of course but, not. Um, and so I found it really intriguing, this kind of like Grimm's fairy tale idea that a woman goes into a forest to face her deepest fears and her inner self. Mm -hmm. And also I was attracted to the idea that the central relationship was based on two siblings. I thought, I thought that was very refreshing mm. for motivation for the lead character. And did you also look at it as a chance to, to have a I go with two roles, essentially, to craft two different characters. Yeah, a bit greedy to be yeah. number one and number two on the call <laughs> sheet. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an actor's bucket tick list, isn't it? Like yeah. just to play identical twins. Now, yeah. uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, when he played identical twins, he just simply slicked his hair back 
for one of the twins, and that was that. That's all he needed to do. He's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, did you cultivate different characters? Well, what work did you go into making Jess and Sarah as different from each other as possible? Um, well, most of it is on the page. Um, obviously, Sarah, the one that you spend the most of the time with, is the conservative one. And Jess is the wild child, the one that's gone a bit rogue. So, uh, you know, add a bit of black eyeliner, a few pretend hats, you know, give us, some, give us some extra piercings and, you know, the blonde and the brunette. I mean, they're those, those tropes, but they're symbolic, you know, they, yeah. they're there for a reason. Absolutely. So this is, uh, this is inspired. Uh, David S. Goyer was uh, surfing the web and he found uh, a, web, a Wikipedia entry about this forest. It's a real forest in Japan, uh, known colloquially as both a suicide forest and a sea of trees. Uh, do, were you aware of this before you, you took the film? And no, I knew nothing about the Okagahara forest and was surprised that I didn't know anything about it, actually. Um, so I literally Google imaged it when I read Sarah Google images <laughs> Okagahara in the script, and that okay. was my first introduction to it. And there's a brilliant Vice documentary. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but... Um, that was kind of my introduction to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something about this forest. It has a very dark history as well. Uh, was that spelled out in the script, or did David uh, S. Goyer or the director talk to you about, th about this at all? Uh, I mean, I, I knew very little. It was kind of counterintuitive for me, because normally when I take on a role, I would do a lot of research for it. But because of the nature of Sarah being rushed and drop, dropping herself in an alien culture, sure. in an alien environment, um, for the premise of you know, the hero's journey, um, you, you know, removal from the ordinary world. Um, inversely, I didn't do any research. It was okay. almost better for me not to do any research. And what never happens in filmmaking is that you shoot in chronological order. That just like that's a gift. It never happens that you shoot in sequence. And we did on this. Okay. And uh, not only was it a godsend for the continuity of the sort of spiraling down into madness mentally and physically, we started off in Japan. That was our first few days shooting. And so I really was submerged in an alien culture that was a bit of a shock to the system, the way Sarah was. So mm. it, it really fed into it. It sounds mm. like a wanky thing to say, but it, <laughs> it, 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 really did, it really did help. Had you been to Japan before? Had no, you? no, okay. that's what I mean. I mean, I was, I was completely yeah. cold. We have a next door neighbor who has just married a lovely Japanese woman. So I knew tidbits that mm. he's been trying to assimilate himself into the culture, but um, I'd never been, so. Mm. But did you go to the forest itself? I read once that you, uh, you, you actually went to the forest you, uh, and you went uh, off the path, so to speak. You're not meant to five go off the meters. path. Five meters. Five meters is that five daring. meters. That's what, 20, 25 <laughs> feet? That's quite, that's quite a way. I'd get lost. What was that experience like? Yeah, I mean, I felt a responsibility to go and look, um, to go to the real forest, even if it was for a few hours. So um, the um, assistant that was looking after me my driver and my other half, we went up for the afternoon. And, you know, it was a beautiful sunny day. The birds were singing. It was, it was uh, blue sky, families hiking. But you are aware of this, um, the more um, unfortunate and savory side of the forest's um, reputation because you do see, as you see in the movie, you do see bits of rope and tape winding okay. off into the forest. And you do see the signs saying, please call this helpline, think of your parents, don't do anything stupid. Wow. And um, it just makes you feel very compassionate um, and uh, philosophical about your own mortality, to be perfectly honest.
Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's take a look now at a clip, actually, which is set in the forest. I don't know if you want to set this up. Exactly what's happening here. This is Michi's uh, warning. Uh, so your, your character, Sarah, is in the forest with another character, Aiden, mm. and a guide uh, called Michi. Yeah, I, I don't know what the clip is I think exactly. I pretty much set it up. I'll, I'll, I'll comment <laughs> after, can I? <laughs> Michi has knowledge of the forest. Let's just put it in there. Okay, let's have a look at the clip. Sarah! Take a look at this. Okay, that's weird. Why is that happening? Iron deposits in the mountain. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. Look. People sometimes see things in the forest. Important to remember. If you see anything bad, anything strange, it is not real, okay? It's not there. It's here. And like that, he's gone <laughs> into, the, into the forest. Um, that obviously wasn't shot in the uh, Okikohara forest. Uh, where, where did you shoot the, the, the forest parts of this movie? That's a really beautiful um, national park um, called the Tara. Um, it's the, around the Tara uh, National Park mountain in um, Serbia, which is on the Serbian-Bosnian border. It's a really beautiful part of the world. And uh, so it's quite high up. Um, it's uh, it was it was really stunning up there, and we had a Serbian crew for mm. who were really very good. Okay, and uh, are you scared easily? I'm scared more by psychological stuff. I'm scared. I mean, that's the whole the whole premise of the of the movie is hopefully the audience. Uh, it's like the unreliable narrator. You know, it's like you don't know if what you're watching is actually a supernatural phenomenon or whether it is in Sarah's head and she's doing it to herself. Okay. And um, to lean into that, that's the kind of horror movie that personally I enjoy that has those thriller, suspense, psychological elements to okay. it. So, or a good gothic novel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're a horror fan? Um, I would say I'm a psychological horror fan, yes. Okay, okay. Mm. And... Uh, is it is it something that uh, you were looking to do? Were you looking to do a horror film is it, or something? Obviously, you're on hiatus from Game of Thrones. Scripts come your way. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't looking per se for a horror. I was looking for a project where I could really sink something. I could really sink my teeth into. Mm -hmm. I was looking for um, the opportunity to prove myself as number one on the call sheet. Mm -hmm. I've led TV shows. I've done it I've been a lead on stage yes. but I haven't done a natural evolution of having been part of amazing ensemble casts to do it in cinema and when um, the forest ended up across my desk as it were and it was a straight offer yes. I um, I was just a paint a page turner I was intrigued by it for all the reasons that I mentioned before okay. so it was a uh, that descent into madness is like every actor's dream. It's catnip, you know, to go <laughs> fucking crazy is, you know, that's like the, the most fun you can have when you, with your clothes on. So <laughs> the decision to shoot chronologically, where did that come from? That was um, Jason Zarda, the director's idea. I think it was um, an amalgamation of, it was a tight budget, it was a tight time to shoot it. I think we did it all in 30, three days or 34 days in the end. Okay. So it would give wardrobe and makeup a break if continuity-wise, you know, they were clear on the breakdown instead yes. of the jumping around. Okay. And, um, you know, if you can, why not? Because it makes it easier yeah. for everybody. 
Absolutely. And it certainly helped me. So that, that descent into madness that you talked about, how do you chart that as an actor? Do you, do you make notes? Do you prepare the night before? Or are you very much someone who, who plays in the moment? Uh, I, I, mm, interesting question. I think I am a, vis I am a visceral my actor. I would rather get up and do it. And that's what I loved about this job is um, when you are in every single scene, you've probably heard actors say this before, when you're in every single scene, you have um, a very tight relationship with your crew. And so you can try things and play quite easily. And I became very close with the camera department and particularly our amazing DP, who's a Danish guy called Matthias Trollstrop, because he was camera operating as well, handheld. We had a different steady cam operator. And I like to put it, and we it actually, a lot, there is some footage that ended up in the film when we were just like doing sort of like extra, extra, uh, extra footage. We were just running camera when we were okay. waiting between takes of me looking around or being scared or we would just try and grab pieces here and there, not quite knowing where they'd go in the edit. But um, when, if we could grab something, Matthias was great for that, but adding a little bit of camera improvisation in the moment. Okay, wow, okay. And uh, what you said earlier on about uh, the evolution to number one on the call sheet, uh, that intrigues me as well. What's the added responsibility for you of being number one on the call sheet? Does a, a lead actor have to, in a way, carry a production? Do they have to behave in a different way from someone who's, say, number 13 or number 14 on the sheet? Uh, I think that's true. I had, I was uh, given the great example of Jennifer Lawrence for nine months. I think there is an energy on set and it filters down from the top people. So it comes from the director and it comes from the lead or leads. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think you genuinely, if you are on set, constantly with your crew constantly i think you do feel um like a, a team leader um from in the group it's very filmmaking is very much a team exercise that's why mm. actors actors like the stage because they can walk on and it's complete autonomy you know <laughs> sod everyone else i'm in charge i can do anything i want haha -ha. but when you're um when you're shooting a movie um you really are part of a team yeah and um, I liked that, I like that, I love that camaraderie, especially yes. in the kind of physical setting that this job was. Okay, fantastic. Uh, we're gonna have one more clip now, and then we're gonna throw up to you guys for questions, so get your thinking caps on. Uh, this one is a scene set at night. Uh, Sarah uh, sees something spooky in the forest. Let's take a look. Hello? Jess, is that you? Hey, wait! Wait! Please! Hi. Do you speak English? Vitor. Hoshko. Hoshko. Are you alone? You're cold. Let me help you. You, Sara? Yeah, how do you know my name? No, 
Miss Jess know him. Jess is Jess, your teacher. I find her here. She said, need your help. Where is she? No, don't ask him. No, 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 no. No, wait. That's kind of the perfect example of um, how technical, I was surprised at how technical shooting a horror movie was. Yeah. Because Matthias is behind me with the handheld camera. Mm-hmm. And I have to, turn and he's panning the opposite way I'm going clockwise and he's going anti-clockwise whichever way it is and the camera has to land over my shoulder and right. find Hoshiko exactly the same moment as the light on my phone finds her yes. and I react yes. so I think it took us about 10 times to wow. sync it okay. so that the camera so the audience would see her at exactly the same moment that Sarah saw her and the only light source it, actually, we're in the perfect place. I, I was holding my iPhone like this for hours. <laughs> I almost got repetitive, like, strain. <laughs> you know, like, there were a lot of moments when the camera from the phone um, was the only light source. Sure, sure. So it's kind of fun watching that because, to me, I just remember how technical <laughs> that, yeah. that moment was. And there are other <laughs> scenes like that in the film as well. So 33 days, that's quite quite tough to get that sort of stuff every single day yeah but then when, like i said when then when you nail it yeah and you know the focus is sharp and the camera's landed in the right place and you've said your lines in the right order and like <laughs> looked like done well acting um when you've all nailed it as a team you're like hey right moving on next shot bliss euphoria <laughs> all right moving on uh, next question uh, let's see does anyone have any questions for natalie we have a roving microphone Put your hand, there's a gentleman here right at the front in the second row. Thank you, sir. Hi there, um, pleasure to meet you. Um, first of all, um, what great job on obviously all your previous um, work so far. Um, how does the experience differ from such the Tudors and Game of Thrones of your years of work, rounding that up in 33 days for just one film? How does the experience differ? Uh, yeah, it's real guerrilla um, guerrilla filmmaking. Um, but like I said, I got a kick out of that, that it was so physical. Um, when I love Marjorie Terrell, but sometimes sitting around in a long silk skirt is not necessarily f- me, and, like, you know, it's a little out of character. Natalie's quite a physical person. So when I get to do roles like The Hunger Games or Game of Thrones, um, The Hunger Games, sorry, or The Forest, it's uh, a nice difference from Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, any more questions for Natalie? Uh, there's a gentleman right here, thank you. Hi there, um, long time fan, first time questioner. Um, I was lucky enough to see The Forest and it's, it's brilliant. And I always find that with horror films, so much is that reaction face. So we, we get a fright, then we see you. Do you practice that for hours in the mirror? Oh my God, oh no, I'm okay, everything's great, nothing's okay. Yeah, you, do, you, you don't want to plateau and trot out all your I'm scared faces in one go, yeah. Uh, it, is, uh, it sounds like just a silly thing to say, but you're right. You want to, uh, you want to find some uh, diversity in your scared faces. <laughs> um, you know, do I, you don't, re- I don't think Jason Zada ever turned to me and said, Nat, you've done that face before. Don't do it again. So you I, never I went, don't think he did. You've just done a 14A. Yeah, I want a 17B. Exactly. <laughs> Something like more that. You eyes, need to assign more numbers. Eyes. More <laughs> eyes. Bigger eyes. Three eyes if you can. Uh, it's a problem. You're quite right. It's a problem. <laughs> Uh, yes, please. There's a hand right at the back. You just keep your hand raised, please, and then we can get the microphone to you. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Joanna. Do you ever get any weird fan mail from overzealous fans, say? I got sent recently a rubber horse head that you can put oh, on. you got that. I'm so glad you got that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I meant to thank you. Um, like, um, like, a, like a balaclava, like, like completely over their head, horse head. Uh, I think the fan said this is to help you remain in disguise in public. <laughs> Although, obviously, it would only draw attention to yourself if you did so. Yeah. So, yeah. And now, of course, everyone knows if you see someone with a rubber horse head walking down the street, it's Natalie <laughs> oh, Dormer. It's Natalie Dormer. Wearing a horse's head. Uh, any more questions? Yes, please. Right here at the front. Thank you. Hi. Um, is it scary to shoot a horror film? Uh, just the way shooting a sex scene is probably the least sexiest thing you can possibly do in this world. Shooting a horror movie is uh, not that scary at all. Because, like I said, I'm like, have I got the light on her face? Like, you know, <laughs> is my accent right? Did I say that word right? Um, yeah, it's your, your brain is like thinking technical stuff, so no. <laughs> Sorry. Also not terribly sexy either, shooting horror films, <laughs> I no. imagine. Um, any other questions? Yes, please, over here. Thank you. Hi, I was wondering if you, doing an American, you do have a wonderful American accent, by the Thank way. You. Thank you. My American um, dialect coach would be very pleased to hear that. Thank no, you. you do, you do. So I was wondering, do you, because it sounds like RP, what you do now. So I was wondering, do you approach a character through voice first? Or do you find that you, because you said you were more physical, you take a more physical That's a really interesting question. It very much depends on the role. Uh, for some characters, you would come at, at it physically. Um, and some characters, you, it would come from more from a voice or a psychological aspect. It, it really does depend on the character. Um, I'm about to play a real person, and I'm a bit, I'm, I can't wait to meet her, but I'm also terrified because you don't want to do an impersonation, but I have to find a way into her to do right by her and play mm. the essence of her. So that's, um, you know, you grow by scaring yourself, but, and I'm a little bit apprehensive about that, so I don't know what my way into that, because in a fictional character, you can choose how you get into it, so. Marjorie Terrell, I get into it by the wig. As soon as the wig goes on, I know, it's such an... E but, it, you know, any woman here who's had long hair and then just chopped all her hair off will know that it completely changes the way you feel, um, the heaviness of your head and the way you move. So as soon as that long medieval hair goes on, uh, Marjorie's back. And the same thing for Hunger Games, I imagine, shaving your head. Yeah, I went in by a hair there too, yeah. oh, there's a motif. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We have found the way in. Uh, we've got time for, think, for one last question right here at the back. Thank you. Hi there. Um, just a question, I guess, about all your general characters as one. You seem to play all these varied but strong female characters. Like, how do you feel about that? I, I, I mean, I don't per se look for strong Women, I look for women who are struggling through to overcome their fear. Uh, so I'm interested. It's not, it, there's, there's nothing challenging in playing a, I'm a strong woman, I can take care of everything. You know, because that's not human. That's not how any of us in this room feel on a daily basis. Thank you. But I'm trying to play a woman who's terrified of something, whether it's Marjorie Terrell and 
not attaining the throne or not looking after her family or staying alive via Joffrey, or if it's Sarah of I'm terrified that I'm going to let my sister down, or whether it's, you know, Cressida terrified that um, a tyrannical despot is going to ruin her homeland. I try and struggle, find, I try to choose characters that are, are struggling with their obstacles the way we all are in real life. Mm. So. Absolutely. I was going to say, for example, Sarah Innes seems to be someone who's on the edge of sanity throughout the, throughout the movie. Sanity. Yeah, She's I mean, this is why, this is one of the reasons I chose this film, because ostensibly you go, oh, Sarah's the stronger sister. Mm. But ultimately, when you watch the movie, you go, well, hang on, Jess is the one that's in contact with her inner self and her own emotions. Mm. So, um, and, and Sarah hasn't had the strength to look at, there's a, you know, when you watch the movie, there's something's happened in their childhood. And Sarah hasn't had the strength to look squarely at that trauma. So then arguably, is it the other sister that's actually the strong, stronger, whatever we think we mean by that term? So Absolutely. this is what's interesting. Absolutely. Well, we will find out on February 26th. That's when the movie opens. And in the meantime, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for your questions. And thanks once again. Natalie Dormer. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, guys.